The Ten Pence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With regular free community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Hello and welcome to the Tempence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic. And I'm Alex Crowley, aka Chucky Egg. And this is what we're going to call Podcast 6.5, the RGP meet. It's sort of in between our number seven, which yep. is going to be Rolling Thunder, which we haven't even had a chance to play yet very much. because no, we've been partying. We've been partying hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. On Saturday, we both went up to Retro Games Party, which is a place in Blackburn, uh, um, J- James's house. He's got the top floor flats. He's got two flats in Blackburn. Quite a nice place he lives in. Full of arcade machines. How cool was that? Very cool. Like a DeLorean, we entered that room, didn't we? Stepping back in time. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck you're on about them for a minute? <laughs> yeah. His place is full of arcade machines. He's got a bunch of consoles on decent TVs in there all set up. He's even got his own TV system there. It's been brilliant. <sighs> Yeah. All 80s music playing on the videos, and he could interject uh, little adverts and funny sketches and stuff on there. I had to keep looking up to see where I was, you know. The, the, the music was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I saw the cure, cure on there at one point, and uh, an early Madonna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, it's really nice, that. Oh, we've got so many things to talk about. I mean, yeah. I, I was playing... You know, usually when you go to a meet, you end up just yapping to people and hardly playing any games. I played tons of games this time. I did a bit of both, you know. I managed so to get I. some good games in and chat chat to everyone pretty much, you know, which is rare, really. You always do one or the other, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. But, so, um, what games were you playing in, Vic? Well, ones I own normally. Are you sad? <laughs> yeah, I do. But what what it was is um, they had a dig dug there. It was my sort of quest to beat Luke Wells's score. Because mm. I always have to beat his score, and I know I can. So I beat it quite early on. Yeah, I think he had a few goes of getting it, and he couldn't. But I just found, refound my love for Dig Dug, and I'll play mine much more now. So you went back home and abused your machine. Yeah, you? I'm, I'm going to do that more. Actually, I'm going to actually fit. There's a on their one. They've got a free play mod, and it's just EEPROM uh, mm. change. You just change EEPROM over some different information, and that gives you a free play mode. So you haven't got to keep putting credits in all the time. Cool. Which is it wasn't a normal thing. I think someone did that way after it was released. So I'm definitely do that to my one and give it a good battering. I think I'll yeah. try and beat my three hundred and fifty thousand point score. I got. You didn't beat that that night. I didn't. I got two twenty seven thousand. And what's Luke's record? I don't know. Actually, he must be sort of close to two hundred thousand yeah. ish. I reckon must be because he's got. He's actually got quite a rare machine. He's got a mini. Right. Because ours is a Euro. Mine's a Euro, and he's got a mini, which is the American version, like a cabaret version of it. Well, I was busy chasing your crazy Kong score, which was a hundred thousand. Hundred and was it? Yeah, Crazy Kong's a bit of a weird one actually, because I'm so used to Donkey Kong, and even though I got I saw loads of Donkey Kong boards there, I think ready to go in the machines later on in time. There was no Donkey Kong machine there, so I saw the Crazy Kong. I oh, might as well, you know. I don't really usually like it. It's a bit of a bugged game. Yeah. It's it's a boot on on different hardware. It, it looks the same, but it is it's really definitely isn't. bugged, isn't it? Yes, there's quite a few bugs in it. Yeah, it was put on hardware that wasn't really a, a, no. available or adapted properly. Yeah. for Donkey Kong hardware, it's very different hardware. It's usually Scramble hardware or Galaxian hardware, or Pac-Man hardware. 
So it's, it, it does a good job of it, I suppose. It's I mean, I've always, I've always refused to play it, because you used to play it at Unigame, didn't you, quite a lot? And I thought, nah, it's not Nintendo, I'm not touching that. Yeah. You know, but I do love Donkey Kong. I thought, I'm going to give it a go. He's got his high score in there. I'm going to beat that. You didn't, though? No. <laughs> I, didn't. I came fairly close, 87,000, but... It's good. The it's bug, very, very different game, the, isn't it? The bugs in it got to me in the end. I got the hammer. You know me on that conveyor belt with the custom pies? Yeah. Which moves a lot quicker than Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's the really speed along. And to get up the ladder, you've literally got to keep the joystick pushed up yeah. to quickly get up that ladder. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you miss that opportunity, you've got to grab that hammer. And um, sometimes I got stuck in one corner, did you find that? And the hammer just sort of st- stuck in the air. Oh, right, yeah. It's, it's, where, they, where they place so, the hammers is very... Some of them are quite difficult to get to. And in some cases, when you've got one hammer and it, it, it fades off when you, when you finish using it, the other one disappears. Yeah. It's a bit weird. And every sort of little rule you know of Donkey Kong like you never jump on the conveyors you always walk in case yeah. you land on a pie you have to you have no, to because yeah. you won't move they're so quick no. you just stand static when you try running yeah, and then you panic and then you die yeah and there's bits where you, you can't sort of get up the ladders because you're waiting for a, a barrel to go over the ladder and there isn't an end of yeah. the, the it's just a you can't game. point scab either no you can't point scab you can't jump on his toe like we do for the points so yeah that's what so the where did you well. get your points from then just kept going I had like mm. two goes on it, I think, but I, I had played it before. Mm. I sort of knew you could do this and you couldn't do that, and it was a waste of time mm. getting the hammers on certain levels, so I just didn't bother and just went for the, kept going. Yeah. It worked pretty well. Yeah, that was pretty cool. What else did you play then? I played, the first game I played actually was Star Force, set it in the Goliath. Yeah, set, I played and that. Me and Dave that. always have a bit of a challenge. He always beats me, and I think Rog beat him. Yeah, Rog was some to me, come play this, come play this. Yeah, it's a wonderful game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a NES. I'm a NES. It uh, is, I've got it, on, I've got it on the Famicom. Yeah. It's a really I, good little version as well. I haven't had a well. chance to fire it up yet. It's really, you've got the original? I have. Oh, awesome. Somewhere. Yeah, it's a really, really good game. Yeah, mm. it's a Technos game. It came Tecmo later on, I think. Yeah. Simply did Bomb Jack and all that lot. It reminded me a bit of Exevious. Yeah, yeah, it in does. Many ways. Yeah, it's you know, a bit faster simple. than Xevious, I think. Yeah. Xevious is very basic. You either love it or hate it. I, I quite like Xevious, but I've never even got past the first level. Really? The bit at the end killed. Oh. Yeah, the bit at the end with the spaceship sort yeah. of is invisible and it just bombs turn up. Yeah. I've never done the level. Never done it. Yeah, it was quite a good game. So that was one of the first games I played. Um, I think Roger put over 300,000 on that. It was a really good score. Oh. Uh, he's just good at shooters, I suppose. And I played uh, a lot of Dig Dug, as I said. I had a good go on uh, Rally X. Proper yeah, Rally X machine. Yeah, I didn't get to play oh, that. Oh, it's brilliant. Me and yeah. Dave, I had a quick go on uh, Juno first. He beat me as well. But I, I, I like the game. I really like Juno first. But I'm not very good at it. That's the yeah. only thing. I'm what not did you get on Juno then? I don't know even the score, to be honest with you. Yeah. It, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't even 100,000. It was nothing really. You need to keep at that game to I get I do. Your I think I'm about to practice a bit more, actually. I do like it. The first two levels, you can really rack up the scores. If you yeah. don't, I don't usually shoot anything on the first two. Yeah. And then when the little planet comes yeah, down, you I shoot that, the and then, business, then the little yeah. man comes out. And you get multiples of multiples. the points. So the more you leave on the playing field, yeah, you just get mad on. killing them all at the end. Exactly. I was doing a bit of like, kill, kill, kill! And people were sort of looking at me a bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do anyway. Well, yeah, I suppose they do. <laughs> um, what else? Golf. I was playing golf a lot with Oh, you were, you were trying to get the golf I really got into it. You really know what? I didn't it. even get to golf. There's some of these games I thought, oh, we'll get to there in a minute. I didn't even touch the, the pins either. There's four or five quite old pins in yeah, there. The cent- Interesting the ones. The Centaur. Is it Centaur? Centaur. Yeah, Centaur. That's a brilliant game. Yeah, awesome. But the sound wasn't working when I was playing oh, it. So I was a bit gutted. And that, for me, is quite an attraction. Yeah, you know? pins are usually quite loud as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even get to the pins, unfortunately. There's it just so much there. And yeah. we even talked about doing interviews. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd interview questions in my pocket. 
for John Studley and Alpha yeah. One uh, and all and, and James himself. Didn't get to any of them. Yeah, me too. I, I, I was going to do an interview with Dave, but we're still going to do it. We're coming to get you. Don't you yeah, worry. We're going to get you. We're going to drink your coffee and nick all your pop knobs. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> that biscuits, you fool. Sorry, cookies, if you listen outside the UK. So, yeah. What else? What else, what else, golf, what else did I play? Um, do you play Popeye at all? I did, but the joystick wasn't working oh, really? properly. So I, I looked at Popeye because it's right next to the Dig Dug, and I thought... Why hasn't Alex smacked a big high score on there? Because I need yeah, to get over 100,000. Didn't work. Oh, left right. and right wasn't working properly. Oh, that's a shame. But all the machines there... Were on. All on, all working. Yeah. Oh, that's probably the only one I knew of that yeah, had a bit of exactly. a sloppy control. But I mean, that's just a couple of springs or some micro switches to fix it. Yeah, you couldn't it? fault the that's, event at all. I know. I couldn't believe... That. And I just thought, oh, I can play that at home anyway. I yeah, couldn't believe that nothing broke down that night. Because the last time I was at, um, at James's place, I was playing Kicker, I think. I was getting the on it for an hour or so. And... There was some smell behind us going on. So what's that? A bit burning smell. And the Ghost and Goblins machine died. Oh, what, Just a model that blew it up. It wasn't a person. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No one was on fire, I don't think. Out on the balcony or whatever. Just some nerd smell. Yeah. All the machines are in really good condition, all working nicely. And uh, that's only half of it, I think, isn't 1942 it? 1942 had a good go at this time. I got a really good score for I, me. I think you beat my score, 230 actually. 230-odd thousand I got. I'm very close to that, I think. Are I, you? Yeah. I got, yeah, 230,000. I've got it on my phone. Oh, picture nice of it, but that's Yeah, good, I was really pleased with that. Yeah, that's a really good score. The, when I played Arcadia on the Isle of Wight, they had a, oh, a proper machine there. That's when I got my, my best score, and it was 200 and something thousand. I did write it down. I'll have to have a look oh, to see right. what it is, but it's close to that score. When yeah. you get into that game, you, you practice a bit more, you get better and better, and it gets really good later yeah. on. It gets a lot better than just the basic Scott Patrick and stuff. there is really good at that. Oh, really? Yeah, he was playing that all night long. Pat, who's a guy good at clacks as well. Yeah, yeah. Ah, him. John's mate, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. I'll really talk to nice. Him yeah, yeah, he's good. Very good at clacks as well, which is a bit of a bummer, because I, I like clacks, so that beat my score. <laughs> I had a quick go of Gyrus. Um, didn't get very much from there. I think someone clocked that, actually. I really? What, a million? The, through the grapevine, went round it, yeah. No way. Which actually, I'd like to have seen. Next to the Gyrus was the Karate Champ. Yeah, the two joystick game. You play the red and the white guys. Very, like, very yeah. like international karate. Never played that. Really? No. Oh, it's a wonderful game. That's a cab you were trying to, to make. Oh, did, that, yeah, I was going to make well, a dedicate. Well, I got a board at home that works and everything. Well, I was going to do it because you need four joysticks. You have two joysticks per player and you can right. play against each other. I racked a high score on that. So one controls the body and the other controls the arms and legs, I suppose, is it? Uh, I think the, no, the left hand joystick moves your guy uh, left and right, jump and and duck. And the right is your, your kicks and punches. I mean, you do a combination. Is that an Archie McLean game? It is, isn't it? Or is no, that, no, you're um, thinking of International Karate. International Karate. See, no, that's all that came up on the 8-bit and 6 See, I never played that either. For me, it was um, oh, Way of the Exploding Fist on Sinclair Spectrum. It was a poor competitor, honestly. No. It was. <laughs> I, I had that on the, I had that normal IK on the Atari XLs. And it was written, I remember the music being absolutely awesome. And I think the Commodore 64s and the 16-bit computers got IK+. Plus. Yeah. And you could, I think you pay free players on that. Yeah, it was I mean, a real good there game. must have been about 10 moves to Way of the Exploding Fist, and there was a button for each move. So you can imagine the amount of fingers you had to get around that keyboard. Oh, God, I remember. And if you were playing two well. players, you'd end up fighting with your elbows. It's <laughs> <laughs> a way of getting rid of someone, I suppose. Another cab that was getting a lot of attention, and um, normally it would pass me by because it was on a candy cab. Doesn't usually interest me. It's a new Astro City, though, wasn't it? It's a nice it cab. Was. I really like those cars. And, um But when John Bud's playing it, great player, nice bloke. Um, we we Scottish yeah, guy, yeah. yeah. 
he was basically taking me through the whole game and how to rack up scores and how the whole mechanics of the game worked and it just sucked me right in. Absolutely fell in love with this game. He's well into shooters, John, oh, isn't he? Well yeah, into them. Yeah, I fell in love with this game. This is awesome. Because you had a very similar game to that on one of your first cabs and you got rid of it because it was rock hard. Yeah, there's a fine line between these bullet hell games and a good shoot 'em up in my book because yeah. it become, it can become, for me, just staring at a load of dots and they're, just they're working your way around it. They're basically dodge 'em ups. Yeah, you're just dodging pink exactly. bullets a lot of the time. Which I quite um, like, actually. Getting the balance right is, I think, with this game, they've got it spot on because, you know, there's, there's a lot of strategy involved. You know, picking up, what do I go for? That, you know, risk-reward element of going for the bonus stuff, getting your bonuses racked up, because the more of those little bars you pick up, the more powerful your weapon becomes. But do you go for them, or are you going to go for the, you know, the fighters coming in from your left and the right? You know, there's a real yeah. risk-reward element to that game, which I really enjoyed. The scoring on a lot of those those Japanese uh, bullet hells, as they call them, and a lot of the cave games, is the scoring system are quite complicated. Mm. And when you first play them, you think, oh, this is rubbish, it's just bullets everywhere. But when you actually get into it yes. and learn how to play it, especially stuff like Death Smiles, yeah. that's a really clever game. When you when you work out what to do and when to release your weapons and stuff like that, yeah. your scores go mental and you can do the game and it just it just gets easier as you play it. The good thing about those games is when you play those games, it gets you very used to twitch movements on yes. joysticks. It's very helpful for, for your reactions to other games. You know, if, yeah. you play, if you're quite good at cave games, I'm sure you'll be good at 1942. And I've learned to relax a bit more. You know, yeah. watching Martin Deem, who's got a few world champions, he was uh, oh, right. a few Twin Galaxy records. He just stands there, he's so relaxed, he doesn't sweat, he just chilled out, and he just manages to get top scores on everything he touches. Really? You know? Wow. I know there's g these gifted players that are just good at every single game, but, you know, I'm quite tense when I play games. I've seen you pull machines out of the yeah, that's just because I'm strong. Yeah. yeah, but I don't mean to do that. I just get carried away. Yeah, yeah. You know, and games like Robotron, which I absolutely love, they are quite manic. They do you get know? you going a bit, yeah. And I think these fighters are the same. Yeah. But I'm trying to learn to be a little bit more relaxed, and, you know, my score's improved, and I think you showed that night with 1942, and, and enjoying raiding fighters. Yeah. You know. Because I, I tend to do that with Donkey Kong. If you if you start getting worried about things, you get tense, and you oh, I've got this level coming up. You'll do it wrong. Mm. If you relax, you say, "Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's okay. It's no problem. I've done it before. Yeah. It's easy just to yeah. just just go with the flow. Yeah. But it's difficult sometimes. And the the swears normally come out when I start going wrong as oh, well. I do. <laughs> okay. I've got a swear box here. It's full up. Yeah, I imagine it would be. <laughs> so that was the the game. In any way, there was uh, oh god, there was there was food involved. Uh, Plenty of food. One one of the things I quite enjoyed that I don't think I've ever had in the same combination before is small sausages on sticks with pickled onions. Mm. Mm. Very good, very eighties style food, wasn't it? So wrong, but so right. Yeah, as well. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was actually themed like that. That's why I didn't go anywhere near you because your breath stunk. <laughs> I imagine it would do. I couldn't have interviewed anyone that night. I would have blown them away. But yeah, it's like when uh, I think it was the guy Pete there was doing all the Mark, all the, Mark, Mark, yeah. Mark here. Yeah, Mark. Mark was doing all the. The other pizzas and stuff out of the oven and that. I was saying, oh, have you got have you got this on sticks? He's like, oh, just over there. I was like, wow, cheese yeah. and pineapples on sticks. Unfortunately, I'm in my favourite rollerbonds, but never mind. It was all good anyway. It was good. I really enjoyed that. And it all went as well, didn't it? Yeah, there weren't a lot left. You gannets in there. I think I left about two o'clock in the morning, actually. And we got back to, I was staying at Leon's house, a friend of ours who came with us who loved it as well. And we were staying there and we got back. Uh, to his place and we was just sat there talking about consoles mm. and, and master systems and, and arcade this and arcade that and 
all this sort of stuff. And I, I think I went to sleep about, well, I went to bed about four o'clock in the morning. I had to get back home the next yeah. day. I almost just couldn't sleep. My head was buzzing. There was one point I thought, all right, I'm going to just go home in a minute because I just can't sleep. Yeah. The weird thing was, one of the things I did when I went there, as I drove up in the morning... You were involved in an accident. I was involved you? in an accident, yeah. yeah. It was like a 70-odd mile an hour accident. Uh, some cars ahead of me stopped suddenly. I stopped behind them. I had enough room to stop, but my car skipped out a little mm. bit to the left, and I managed to correct it. But then there was a lot of knock-on effect behind them as mm. well. I think that something in front of the, the van that was next to me stopped as well. Mm. And this van shot right across me, and miraculously, everything missed me. I couldn't believe it. What game did you have in your head when you were driving? <laughs> oh, uh, nothing. I was a bit, a little bit shocked, to put it mildly. And I went to yeah, the no, station and had some like, hot, sweet tea when I got there. Well, that's really weird, because we turned up as well, and there was a motorcycle accident right outside the event. We so, just... so we couldn't get anywhere near the you know the party oh, so God. i said to dave you know just park here we'll grab all our stuff all our bedding and bags yeah, yeah. and we'll walk up there and as we walked past the guy i mean being an ex-motorcyclist i had to look i could see that he was his eye was moving <laughs> so i thought great let's just let's just carry on yeah yeah, <laughs> you know? as long as I know. yeah. We, we passed an accident just down the road a little bit about three miles down the road where someone had bumped someone on the backside as well mm. so i think that day was just notorious for accidents yeah but we got there all, and it was all good yeah and we, we already knew there was going to be some big announcements going on there. Yeah. Because we've been privy to this information for a little bit, and we've had to bite our lips and keep yeah, scum about it. Yeah, it's the hardest thing. Oh, it's been so difficult. We just want to tell everyone, because the, the announcement that James made, it's all on the Facebook now, and it's on his website, so all the show notes for this little podcast will be in there as well, and everyone can look where they are. And he made a big video presentation, he had us talking as well for a little bit about his plans and stuff, and, and there's a lot of stuff going on for the arcade community and it's going to be absolutely wonderful which this country desperately needs oh god yeah we, we've got a few yeah. little arcades uh, like the hog mm. uh, the heart of gaming which is quite close to our, where we live and that sort of specializes in uh, the candy cab side of it fighters uh, cut of shooters they do have some retro events now and again but they'd have like all night street fighter parties and stuff yeah and they're also doing a lot with the, the ddr machines now dance dance revolutions and some of the kids there are really big into it, real crowd puller. Okay. And they've only just recently had an event for the new Ultra Street Fighter 4. Capcom actually came there with the gear for the Xbox 360s, and they had some nights there. This is like a preview, because the game isn't even out yet. Okay. Well, I think have... people really liked it. It's really, really good. We'll have to go up there then. I've only been up there to collect cabs for you. Yeah. Yeah, but Mark's doing some retro machines there. He's doing a load of ponies with old games in. Okay. he's an old gamer like us yeah. as well. He's been working in, in the game industry. I don't mind new games, as long as they're good. I mean, like the Raiden fight was good. I know it's not that new, but Street Fighter 4, I like. Well, the thing with that, that arcade <clears> is you can take your own stuff there and he'll bang it in a machine for you. Mm. You know, so it's pretty good like that. But the, the events, the event we went to, there was a few announcements going on for this new arcade. James was telling me it's three and a half thousand feet square. It's a big building. You should know. You've worked in there. You yeah. did a few walls from in there. And about 2,000 square feet of that room is going to be just for arcade machines. Yeah. And they reckon they can get about 90 or 100 to fit in there. But they're going to have some some sit-down machines. They've got a, an Outrun Deluxe coming, a sit-down Outrun. And they've got some motorbike games and some races. So they take quite a lot of room. Pinballs, uh, loads of other stuff in there. They've got a loading bay so they can yeah. shift machines in and out of the place when they want to loan them to... You know, the events like Replay and, and South and Coast Slam. a separate Slam. room uh, where they can store other cabs and rotate cabs around. So the arcade would be constantly changing. Oh, that's going to be brilliant. You know, it's, not gonna, you know it's not going to be like 
Funspot. It is our answer to Funspot, and it's going to be pretty much, damn it, as close as we can get to the yeah. UK Funspot. A lot of dedicated machines, yeah. And a lot of competitions going on. Which is uh, yeah, they're gonna. Have, I think they're gonna have days for you know competitions and, and yeah. that sort of thing, and get some high scores together for the UK. Yeah, so we all really need to to back this, support this as much as we can because these things don't come by very often, do they? And yeah, well, yeah. I drove four hours to get there, yeah. and I'll drive four hours to get there again. I think yeah. it's well worth it. A good day out as well. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. So uh, if you like arcade stuff, get on forums yeah. or get onto the IGP webpage. And get interested. Yeah. I mean, you know, James is very welcoming, and Andy as well. He's yeah. the other sort of silent partner, I suppose, if you yeah. want to call him that. It's going to be really good. And this this idea with, with the swapping the machines around as well. And they're even going to have multiple machines there. Yeah. So popular games like Defender and Pac-Man and, you know, I think they're even going to get a, a, a Donkey Kong Nintendo lineup as well. They're That'd after some awesome. Nintendos, which is yeah. Yeah, going to be brilliant. And you can even lend your cabs to uh, the arcade as well. So yeah, especially if it's an odd, odd one. Odd or, one, yeah. Yeah, they'll be welcoming to have it. You have to talk yeah. to them about it. But yeah, I think it'd be really good that. And they've also got ideas to make their own machine with Interesting. with Chucky Egg in it. Oh, my namesake. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was talking to Andy about it, and that game was crying out for an arcade cabinet. Yeah. I think. One of the best platformers ever made, I think. Oh, yeah, it's a really good game. It's really yeah. good. It really reminds me of a game I used to play when I was a kid because I did have that game on a Spectrum. I think I always had it on the Commodore 64. And I used to play it at school on BBCBs. But it really reminds me of Bounty Bob Strikes Back on the Atari X- mm. XL. I don't know. I mean, I think it's got so much freedom, that, which makes it so good. Is You know, Donkey Kong, you, you go up. You've only got one way to get to the top, haven't you? With Chucky, you can go yeah. anywhere you want on that screen to get all of the eggs. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much freedom. That's what makes that game so great. It, the I thing think. I like about Chucky as well is when you, you can bounce around stuff and yeah. you don't, it's quite easy to do that and you, you don't die just from falling no. off something or whatever. You can you know, throw Henpeck Harry around all over the place and it's really good. But awesome game. An arcade machine with all its side art and unique yeah. headers and stuff, it's going to be absolutely marvellous. I um, want one. You can't. It's going to be unique. <laughs> and another unique one. machine that I pitched to uh, James and Andy is a 10 pence arcade machine, which will have our logo on the marquee and yeah. some side art, and I'll have to design a, a nice control panel for it with the pinks and stuff from the arcade business on it. Game of the week? Yeah, and what I'll do is I'll put a main, I'll do all the software and the, the computer system for it, and we'll have a main system in there. You can choose all our games of the weeks. So you can have, like, you know, number one would be Pirate Ship Higamaru and mm-hmm. all these different games we played, and we'll keep adding to them every week, because it's only like a ROM and a, and a quick thing in Marla to change over the games. It's going to be really good. That'd be cool. It's excellent. And keep the high scores as well. Yep, yep. So we can probably have little competitions yeah. to see who has been listening to the podcast and been yeah. taking our hints and <laughs> <laughs> our tactics to heart. Don't take my hints. No, or not. Well, <laughs> well and actually, yours on Skyskipper because that's yeah. the one you beat me on so far. Yes, the only one. No. Yeah, that that would be awesome. We can get that that sorted out. So, what did you pick up? Anything from the meets at all? I didn't. I didn't get anything. There was a few things being sold there and such. Did you? Did you get anything? Oh yes. Oh yeah. What was that? Oh yes. A Grail marquee. Ah. Oh yeah. You yes. did. You paid quite a lot of money for that. Didn't <laughs> you? <laughs> Shh, don't tell the wife. Don't tell the wife. <laughs> it had to go. I had to have it. Tell the listeners what it is. It's a Donkey Kong Two. Well, it's a Kong Off Two marquee. Yeah, that's from the, the competition. From the competition in the states. Ah, oh, brilliant. Is it a signed one as well? It's signed by Billy Mitchell. Ooh. Steve Weeby. 
Yeah. Hank Chen. Is it Hank Chen? Yeah, that's a world champion. And yeah. Jeff Wilms. Oh, awesome. Um, I hope you're going to so display that somewhere to, in the lair. Yeah, well, I'm going to make a little light box up there. I was going to put it on the actual machine, but... Um, That'd ruin it, I think. Yeah, Watched I think it. a nice little light box out of MDF and a little LED light behind it. That'd look awesome, I reckon. would look really cool. Brilliant. Because there's, there's a few boards, I think uh, P-Man, who's uh, leaving for the States in April. Yes. Had a load of boards for sale there, because he's, he's obviously getting rid of all his, his stuff now. He's uh, off to pastures new in, in America. Yeah, I don't think he's getting rid of all of it. He's saying to me he's got quite a huge collection of stuff. Yeah, just the ones he sells. Yeah. He's, he's got one, I think, the biggest Atari collection in the yeah. world. I, I was talking to him, and he said he hasn't got four out of the whole collection. Yeah. So he needs four to complete the whole collection. That's the proper games they released, but that's that's a lot. He's of got games. some really rare boards. And he's got a lot of contacts because he travels around a lot. I think he works with Pixar. So he was telling me, international man of mystery. Yes. And we got on the subject of Nintendo boards. You know, that's what I'm interested in. He said he yeah. had a few like sheriffs and stuff like that. And a few. Sorry, no, one one sheriff, but a few other Nintendo boards. And he said, you know, apart from me, you know, the only other collectors are the ones in Japan. Yeah. And they're wanting it all back again. They like the it's, old stuff, yeah. It's a bit like, you know, us in the 80s were selling all our antiques over to America. And now we're sort of wanting it back again. Same the Japanese, you know. They've let a lot go. Yeah, when I was over there for my honeymoon three years ago, I went in some of the machines. There's some, a couple of places there, a place called Mac, a place called G-Front. And they sell um, boards and, and bits and bobs for arcade machines. And they had a, a lot of gear there. And I think I asked for a game called Jumping Jack, which I really like, a universal yeah. game, which I actually got now, thanks to Julian. And I asked for it, and the guy sort of, I sort of said in broken Japanese, have you got this board? And he, oh, just a minute, he looked on the computer system, because they, they, didn't, they didn't let you see the, the, the boards in this particular shop. They're all behind the counter. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. And he showed me sort of on a calculator how many, how many yen it was. I worked out it was £860 for yeah. a board. Well, oh, I'll leave that. But that's what they pay for them. That's yeah. what he was telling me. Yeah. They were, and they're perhaps a £1,000 for a board over there. Wow. When I went into a place like Mac, you can look around Mac and you can see all the, the boards in the bubble wrap with the, the stickers on the side, what they are. And sort of late 80s and mid up to mid-90s games were, were nothing. They were like yeah. 30 or £40. Pounds. They weren't a lot of money yeah. at all. Uh, and over here, they're twice that price, if not more. But that's the ones they've got. They've got a glut of. But the older boards, there was there was like a, a Space Invader clone running on a, a little super gun in one of the cabinets there, and they want over a thousand pounds for that board. That's just unbelievable. It'd be like twenty five quid here if yeah. you can find one. It's not a lot at all. Getting back onto the uh, the new unit, well, no, they haven't got a name for it yet. No, I think there's a bit of a sort of uh, call for name. what do you want to call it? Yeah, a name competition type thing. I reckon the Hyper Arcade, RGP Hyper Arcade. I haven't really thought about it yet, but I guess there'd be loads of people sending in their ideas with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be... I was talking to James the other night, and he was telling me a few facts. There's going to be four community meets per year they're mm. aiming for. Community, they don't mean just any old bod off the street. You know, you've got to be into arcade machines. You've got to be yeah. part of some of the forums, or you know, you've got to have arcade machines, or a collector yourself, and sort of... It's nothing special. You can join up to the forum, get interested, and you're in. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to have millions of machines to get in. He's not going to open the doors to the public, is basically what he's saying. When no we're there. No riffraff. When we're no. there. I think he's going to have, obviously, I don't know, he's talking about wedding parties or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Those hides where hire it out. But, you know, the doors are not going to be open. Once we're all in there, they'll be shut and we get on with the party. Excellent. I think it's at the end of May, the, the opening, yeah. the grand opening, which is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I'm definitely going for that. Definitely. Oh, yeah. They're also going to be supplying machines, as usual. To events like Replay, yeah, uh, I think Nerg is another one. Uh, the South Coast Slam, Revival, Revival, all sorts of of things going on there. They're going to be 
you know, supply machines. And with this new place, they've got a, a loading bay, so they can they can throw machines in and out of vans and, and get them to the events easily, and help other people with them as well. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. There's so much. So it's going a whole package, it. really, isn't it? It's not just the arcade; it's everything. Yeah, and they're even going to be doing charity events. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, they've, there's a charity, a local charity in Blackburn called the Sophie Lancaster Trust which they're going to be doing some bits and bobs for as well. Okay. But yeah, anything to do with charity is, is brilliant. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. We all have a great party playing arcade machines and the charities get some money. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. We've just been speaking about the, the high score meetings as well. They're going to do a few high score meets when they have the uh, the parties there as well. So people can bring their own boards if they want to set a, a high score and then be recorded. Yeah. They're going to have recordings there with video cameras. So they'll have one video camera on the machine to make sure no one's tampering with it or anything silly like that and also have another sort of steady cam looking at the board first and looking at the settings and then sort of watching the, the person playing it they're going to be using the twin galaxy standards for the, the machines but they're also going to be doing different kind of standards if someone wants to do a standard on something else they're going to be sort of doing that for our own uk it's nothing to do with the world records or twin no. galaxies or anything else so our own official it's our own official uk scores yeah. they're going to be sort of keeping all of these scores making databases and they're also going to do different levels of scoring so james was even thinking about doing one for kids because yeah. the kids obviously are new to these games but when i was there a lot of kids were playing pac-man yeah and they the little kids like the, the fighters as well because they beat their mates up and stuff and they're going to do sort of a level for them as well. And also maybe a, a, a learner, intermediate, and an expert level. And obviously, if you're getting over, say, 100,000 points on a certain game, you're going to move up into the sort of nice. almost the pro leagues. And then if you're getting a million, say, you're going to be like near the world record people. So there'll be separate little things for that. And they're going to have a big electronic scoreboard there as well. Awesome. Because I sort of suggested maybe you have a chalkboard high up that people yeah. can't get to. So at the end of the night, you can look at all the high scores and just chalk them up. But oh no, better than that. It's going to be electronic. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, no, that's really cool. We so, desperately need that though, don't we? Um, what with Twin Galaxies being down at the moment, yeah. I don't know whether that's coming back on. Because I've I've been wanting to get uh, one or two scores that I'm pretty good at, and I know I could be the UK champion. Mm. And there's just nowhere to do it. I mean, a well, little while ago, you had to register and pay money to get yeah. your. No one wants to pay money, do they? No, no, it's just not like that, really. It's just silly. But th that game kicker, I really like. I want to. So I will definitely take, take my board up there. I will spend like five or six hours playing it. And I'll yeah. get a good high score. I'll obviously, practice beforehand. And I'll sit there all day and I'll get a score. And as long as it's on that scoreboard at the end of the night, I don't care. It's gonna be pretty, pretty I good. I think it's gonna give everyone an incentive, isn't it? Uh, they might. Well, I'm not sure they're going to be doing stuff with consoles at the moment. That might be a thing in the future, because mm. they because James does do a few console bits and bobs there as well at the party. I noticed the a Commodore 64 and an Intellivision there as well. Yeah, look quite nice. Another thing they've uh, talked to me about as well. Well, I've not mentioned this on any of the podcast yet. Is vert sticks. Anyone who's been on some of the forums I'm on will know what a vert stick is. It's named after me. Ding dong. Ding dong. Uh, it's nothing to do with my stick in person, but it's it's a joystick I made a few years ago. I actually made one at work. Being an engineer, metalwork engineer, working on CNC machines, I actually made a joystick because I was making a, a half-size arcade machine, and I needed a joystick for it, and you just couldn't buy a joystick that small. So I thought, oh, I know, I'll, I'll find another joystick and sort of make it like it, but I'll make it out of aluminium and steels that I use at work rather than plastics because I can't mould stuff. But I can machine aluminiums, metals, and, and you know that sort of thing. And I actually made a joystick. And I thought, oh, I can make a full-size one. I made a full-size one and sort of put it on the forum. So, oh, look what I made, ha-ha. Mm. And someone said, I want it. Mm. I'll have that. 
I keep breaking joysticks. I think it was John Budd. I keep breaking joysticks. Yeah. And I said, how the hell do you break a joystick? Are you leaning on it or something? It's like me, isn't he? Yeah. But I think just because he was getting so mad with the game, he was, I said, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, I'll send you it for free. I sent it to him and he never broke it. And then it was, can I have another one? I was like, oh, what have I started here? And I've made probably about 30 in total. Yeah. But they took so long to make because I, I can't do the, I couldn't do the, the turning part, which is machining the round parts. I can do all the, the irregular parts on the machines I work on, uh, but I couldn't do the round parts so well. I actually bought a little tiny lathe, but yeah. it's not really man enough to do what I need. I need a CNC when you can program and do a production run of them. Yeah. Um, but what RGP are going to be doing is licensing this thing off me. And getting outside people to make the parts, and I'll be making sure that it's bang on exactly the same as what I do, so the quality is going to be good. Well, that's great for those shooting up fans out yeah. there. Yeah, wanna... the Twitch shooters love these yeah. sticks. I mean, I think I've only I've only got two myself because I sold all of them because everyone just kept saying I want them, I want them, I want them. Yeah, and I had to keep demand. Have up. you got them on all of your machines? Then? No, I haven't actually. I haven't got enough. If I could, I would, but yeah. I just couldn't. So uh, anyone who's a fan of a vert stick, hopefully before long, you'll be able to get some more because there's no way I would have the time no. or, or the, the equipment to make them. Yeah. But hopefully with these guys, they can get them manufactured in a, in a large number as well. And the price is hopefully pretty good. But it's going to be a, a proper, it's not a mass-produced plastic molded thing. It's going to be a machined component. Yeah, made to last. Yeah. The same way as I make aircraft components. It's mm. going to be the same kind of standard and quality as that. Mm. You will not break these things. So that's exciting as well. Because it's going to be, see, my thing that I made put out for people. Well, I think that's the thing they're going to do the side art as well. There's lots of other projects they've oh, got. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. They've got these big printers for doing yeah. side art. They're going to be reproducing panels for yeah. machines as well. They've got it right nailed yeah. down, I think. I can't it's wait like to see package. some of this stuff. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see this stuff. Uh, one last thing we should get on to now is our recording equipment. Huge thank you to oh God, yeah. James yeah, and yeah. Andy for, for doing this. Let me tell you a story. What happened is when they did the announcement, which was telling everyone about the place opening up and this could be the last RGB party, boo, and then everyone yeah. realised that he had something up his sleeve and we're going to have a better party in the future at this new place. And they sort of called us in and I was busy playing Karate Champ at the time. So I sort of had to sort of sneak in there late yeah. and say, I'm sorry, I was playing Karate Champ. James sort of so gave us a big up with everyone there and said, oh, you know, who listens to it? And everyone, well, basically in the room said, yeah, I was like quite humbled by it. So thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> it was quite, it was quite it was a nice thing to know because, you know, we don't really know who listens, how many people are listening. But well, we, get, we get a bit of feedback, but I guess there's a lot of people, like myself, that doesn't always they just listen the to feedback. it and that's it. Yeah, you yeah, listen exactly. to it on the bus, you listen to it at work, whatever. You enjoy it, brilliant. But yeah. yeah, we don't have that many people talking to us, but we, we do want you to talk to us. Please well, do. Well, we do it because, you know, we like listening to other people's arcade podcasts. I listen to loads, They're all yeah. American, and that's cool, but it's nice to have something a bit more local um, to you with stuff that you can relate to with events which we've talked about and, and games that we all play you know this is the whole point of it we do it because we like doing it yeah you know absolutely like talking about games it's just giving something back really because I've got so much out of the arcade community yeah it's part of my life I love yeah. it it's been part of my life since I was seven years old yeah and now I can have these things myself yeah it's brilliant and without these guys I wouldn't be able to fix the things I wouldn't be able to you buy the machines, don't know what to do with and them. It gives you a chance to play games that we, you know wouldn't normally play, wouldn't normally pick up or even even look at. You yeah, know, absolutely. 
So James got us both there, and he said to you know, everyone listen to the podcast and stuff. And he goes, "Oh, we've got a present for you." Uh, what? Eh? What? And he, his girlfriend presented us with a box with some Behringer mics, studio quality mics, some stands, leads, and a mixer. So hopefully. Our standard will be a bit better now with the quality. Because so before we've been struggling with silly USB mics yeah. and it wasn't so good and, and it's, it's been bugging me. Cause I, you know, I think our content, we talk reasonable, I hope, uh, about decent subjects. It's just the quality was letting quality, us down. A bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you, you've got it tuned in the van, you can't yeah, hear yeah. anything. You know, you don't want to listen to it, do you? So hopefully the quality of these mics are going to improve our podcast. Yes. <laughs> So massive thanks to James for for doing this for us, and James yeah. and Andy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, hopefully this will, will get better. And he's even going to help us with the editing as well because he's quite good with the technical side of of the, mm. the audio, which I'm not. I'm just picking up as I as yeah, I go along. Yeah, we as we go along, aren't we? Yeah. So he's going to use the same software as me and sort of give me some pointers what to do with the different levels and the noise yeah. cancel and all that sort of business, which is going to be brilliant. And I think these mics are better quality. I've been mucking around with them a bit. I think they're better quality straight away. Yeah. So that's that's excellent. And also, thanks to everyone who came to the IGP meet. I was talking to loads of people about all different subjects, and I really enjoyed it. I think that's what made... It was the atmosphere. Yeah. Not just the machines and the cocktail sausages and pickled onions. Yeah, it was a it lot was, of banter, wasn't it? A lot of competitions going along. There was, yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone was playing with each other as well. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> I mean, two, like me and Dave were playing two players. Yeah. I mean, normally when I'm in my garage waiting for tea... Or waiting to go out, and I just have a quick go and dig dig. It's just me on my own. Yeah. But it was like, oh, it's your go now, yeah. John. John, you're dead on berserk. Oh, it's my go. Yeah, I have to get you to golf because that's the first game I've played where, you know, it lets you play to the end of the level, and then it's someone else's go. The other person takes over with golf. It brings you both more into the game because some, sometimes you can wait a long time for a player to finish their go, Except can't especially you? Especially they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Not me, obviously. But. I did not know that. So that took a while. I was constantly backwards and forwards playing golf. It's awesome. Excellent. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, so what we have to do now, I think, is get gone in a minute and go and play Rolling Thunder. Yeah. I had a quick go at the other day. Deep sigh there, Vic. What, you didn't like it? Oh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's about it from us, yeah. I think. Cheers, guys. And, you know, big thanks to, again to James and Andy and... Nice, say hello to everybody at that. Everyone party. who's there, yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome, marvelous. And Everyone, big round of applause. <laughs> Onwards and upwards, I yeah. think. Can't wait for the uh, the opening meet at the end of May, I believe. I'll see so, you there. Yep, yeah, and you. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs>